Yes, greetings. This is Pauline, also known as Sister Fabu. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of my podcast, Through My Looking Glass. My podcasts are dedicated to victims and survivors. I am a reality poet. I hope you got a chance to check out my previous podcasts. And for who do not know me, I am an African-American woman born in Jamaica, grew up in New York, now living in Massachusetts. I am safe and I'm in a good place. I have taken control of my life and now will not allow my past abusers to control me. If you ask me how I'm doing in this moment, I am laying in a bed praying for a better world. We need a better world. That is me in this moment. I want to ask you, how are you in this moment? I hope you are safe and in a good place. Today, I'm going to talk about being trapped. As I said, I am safe, but I do hope you are safe too. Right now, it is said that over 20 million people in America suffer from at least one addiction, yet only 10% receive treatment. And every minute, there are 20 or over 10 million men and women every year are being physically abused. That mean most of these people are now trapped in an abusive relationship with another person or with the addiction they are battling. Millions of people die each year from overdose and domestic violence. Let's call these abusers Losers, scums, leeches. That is what they are until they meet someone who they can draw strength from. Before you know it, they stick, they pull, they draw the life out of you. And when it happened, You are no longer complete as you were. You become dependent. Either on that person or with the addiction. Being an African-American, I cannot but think about young women who born and lived in the time of slavery. Some of my poetry is 
about slavery. Many of them are vision, which they come to me at night and it's like, I'm there, I'm watching it happen. And I wake up and there's tears in my eyes. When I was young, they used to say I had six sense. I could see things before it happened. I still do sometimes. That's why I am very cautious these days. I take notes. I listen to myself. Now, one of those poems that have came to me in a vision, I wrote down as it was happening on the paper next to me. And I will now share one with you. This one is called Losing My Innocence. I was 15, happy and bright. I could feel the springtime, the joy. I was as innocent as a fresh new flower. Then I saw my mother's face. It was as I never seen it before. Even the color of her skin was different. She looked at me and she said, honey, you're my one and only child, but I have no choice over what master want. Him said for me to bring you to him in the barn tonight. I look for him and say, no, mama, no, and start to cry. He said, child, you're not the first and you're not the last. You see? Being a woman and a slave is not easy. You not only work hard, but they make you do things corruptive and ungodly. They make you do anything they want. Then them sit back, smile, and feel good. Honey, all I can say is try not to fight him. I said, why, Mama? Why? She said, you remember Miss P. Data? I said, yes, Mommy, but she did. Will I him really kill her? She tried to fight Master one night, him leak her head, but I stole and kill her. So you see, brother, have you alive than dead? Then Mama took my hand. She said, come on, child. Master is waiting. My heart started beat faster and faster. I began to tremble. Mama left me at the barn door. Go on, child. Go on. I could see Mama covering her face with one hand and holding her belly with the other. At that moment, I wish I was never born. Then him grabbed me. 
An hour later, mama came for me. I felt like my whole inside was coming out. I couldn't even say a word. My clothes was all ripped up. I could see mama picking them up. She said, come on, child. It's over and you're safe. Me look upon her. Me say, yes, mama. But for how long? Now, we know the mother knew, the child knew this was an everyday happening for many young people during slavery. The mother telling the child after she was raped that it was over and she's safe? <laughs> the child knew it because she responded, but for how long? Now, both the mother and the child knew this was going to happen again and again. They, they are supposed to go on with life like nothing happened. That's what happened with victims. This is a life many victims live every day. You sleep with one high hoping. You do not know if you're going to live to wake up the next day. But abusers, they think they're strong, they're healthy, and they are the boss of their, their victims. They want victims to depend on them for even the breath that you breathe. Now these scums, as I call them, they're not strong. They are actually the bottom of the pile. They suffer from low self-esteem, jealousy, and you mind them was. Some have alcoholic and drug abuse issues. They have anger management issues. They feel inferior. And sometimes it's part of the culture where they think they own you. Again, they're the boss of you. <laughs> I know I heard that slavery was over, but I do not think they got the memo. One of the sad, sad, things about being a victim is it can also lead you, it can lead some people to some of these same behavior later in life. So the cycle continues.
when you are um, in a relationship, an abusive relationship, at one point you realize that you are at a place where you do not want to be. But you do not want anyone to know. And not wanting others to know is a big reason why it keep happening so much. There's too much secret in the home when it comes to abuse. In the family, among friends. The shame or not of not knowing what others will think about you. Not wanting others to look at you differently. Because you could be a boss, supervisor, a mother, a grandmother, an elder. So telling family, friends, or family members to forget about it when it happened and acting like it never happened. Excuse me. Many do that. Let your yet you're screaming out inside for help. When you live with your abuser, you may or may not have children. When children are involved, it is even harder. You try to keep your children safe by doing everything you can do so they do not know what is happening or so it does not happen to them so that person doesn't hurt them. But think about it. We tell our children not to speak to to strangers, not to go to strangers, or strangers are going to hurt you. Strangers are going to hurt them. But when loved ones hurt them, we tell them to keep it quiet. How is that right? I experienced that a lot. I recall one night when my children's father came home. I had a bad headache because I suffer from migraines since I was a teenager. And he was in a bad mood. Someone had disrespected him. So he decided to take it out on me. That night, my head and face was banged against his fist and the radiators a few times. It left permanent scars 
above my eye. And as I said, I was already suffering from migraines. After that night, I will say for a while, I felt my head just, it was just like, it's like it multiplied. I couldn't, I couldn't get it back to normal size. It was just large, just blowing up on me. I will now share a poem I wrote about that experience. This poem is called, excuse me, Invisible. Sometimes this is how we feel. Invisible. My head hurts. I'm stuck. My head is spinning, spinning at 2,000 RPM. Then, boom, bang. That didn't help the pain. Can you see it? The crack of my forehead, my skull, my chin. Ow. It hurts. I can't stop it. I try to hold it together, but it is useless. Each time I do, it's a boing, boing, boing. Look at my hands. They are red. Now blood is flowing. Can you see it? I'm covered. My hair, my neck, my shoulder, my back, my breast. Can you see it? Can you see me? The world is spinning around. I am drowning in my own blood. Can anyone see me? I am drowning. I am drowning. My head hurts. So after he finished, he left me bleeding in pain for a few hours. When he, and when he returns, he saw the scars, but he acted like nothing happened. If you have children, you do what you can to keep them safe. 
You take the abuse because you do not want them to hurt your children. And no matter how much pain you're in, you smile and you care for those children like nothing happened. And what you do is you hug them a little tighter, even when it hurts. I did not think I was going to get out of that kind of life, but I did, and I am safe. I took control. I am no longer trapped. I took my strength back. E is now the weak one. So for all those who are now trapped, I hope you find a way out. I hope you find a way to take your strength back. Pull those leeches off of you. It's possible when you're ready. So for all of us, who have said no and is taking control, it's a great accomplishment. And more power to us and for the many who are still victims. I pray for you every day. As we travel each day, we have to be aware of our surroundings. There are so much out there, so much that we have to be aware of. The people who we trust, the people who we think is gonna keep us safe. So again, sometimes we do not wanna be alone. So we settle and we, ac we accept. But the thing is addiction, one kind of addiction is also attachment to the people who does the same thing to us over and over and over again. Let's find a way out. Let's do it. You can do it. If you do not feel safe, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. Elders, there's a lot of elder abuse out there. The hotline for elder abuse is 866-363-4279. National Suicide Prevention is 1-800-273-5255. And if you need to go into a detox, call 1-888-931-2843. Some towns, you can show up at the police station and tell them you want to go on a detox. 
They'll call once pick someone to pick you up. You can also go to the hospital. But please know you're not alone. If you have a family member or a friend going through a hard time, support them. They need you more than you can imagine. And as we reach the end of this episode, I am asking, how are you doing in this moment? If you ask how I'm doing in this moment, hmm, I am a bird that just got her wings mended. I can fly again. I feel free. Please listen, share, and feel your how are you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, I am Pauline, also known as Sister Fabu. Thank you for listening to my podcast through my looking glass.